Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. So I have a, a slight confession to make. Um, I am struggling with names. Now, I got a lot more Snickers at the first service than this one, just to let you know. Um, if I've caused offense because I didn't remember your name or worse misspelled it, I apologize. Um, I don't know if this is me getting older or something ominous, but it's getting worse. And I, by the way, I don't say this to alarm anybody or to start any rumors or to start my sermon with a depressing thought, but this is a reality I've been facing and putting a lot of thought into. But in thinking about it, it got me to realize something. There are some people I can always remember their name. Why? Well, I have a relationship with them. A relationship that's reinforced frequently, if not daily. I see and speak to them often. I know them. And those I can't remember, I may have only met once or in passing or briefly and not seen them in a long time. I really struggle with those names. But the deeper my relationship is, the more I know them and the stronger my attachment to those people are. And if I do not know you, if I forget your name, please understand, I passionately want a relationship with you. I want to know you as well as I know any of my family. I want to remember your name. In our reading today, we see a relationship exposed, don't we? Jesus was amazing the crowds with his teaching and the religious leaders were just stunned. And then the demons called him out. The demons knew him. They knew him well by name and they knew who he truly is. You can almost hear the venom in their voice. What do you have to do with us? We know who you are, the Holy One of God. The demons have a relationship with Jesus, don't they? Albeit not a good one. Jesus exerted authority over them. Not only cast them out, but commanded them to be silent. They knew Jesus. And were compelled. They were required to obey. So a relationship doesn't have to be a good one. To know somebody. I think to remember their name. All my family relationships at Christ Church are positive. Um, but we all, we honestly, we all do know people that we avoid due to numerous reasons. Perhaps they're toxic. Or hateful. And you know them. Not that we can't be witnesses to them, but they heard our peace. And I'll address that here in a bit. In Matthew 25, and I ask you to read these uh, parables when you get a chance. He uses two metaphors to describe relationships, the parable of the ten virgins and the parable of sheep and goats, which is also referred to as the final judgment. Jesus uses the parable of the ten virgins to point out that 
He desires a relationship with you. But your choices are causing issues. Do you keep your lamp oil topped off as the wise virgins? Does your lamp stay lit through study and worship and prayer so the light of Christ can shine before you? Are you a virgin left outside of the wedding, the wedding feast with no oil for your lamp saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Do the words of Jesus, I truly say to you, I do not know you, ring in your ears because you don't have a relationship with him? Further in Matthew 25, Jesus tells us he knows his sheep. He knows their name. He has a relationship with them. Are you a sheep or a goat that's described in Matthew 25? On the last day, Jesus will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep, those he knows, from the goats, those he does not know. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. To the goats he will say, depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Those are not my words. But to his sheep he will say, come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For he knows his sheep. He knows them by name. He has a relationship with them. They bask in God's grace. God loves all of you. But I want to make something clear. He loves you so much, he would never force you to love him. He would never force you to spend an eternity in a relationship with him that you do not desire. God desires a relationship with you, but only if you choose it. Now, kind of changing direction a little bit, so we'll lift it up. I dare say most of, most of all of you here have a relationship with Jesus. He knows your name. The word of God that spoke into creation, in creation into being, God who became man, who died for your sins, the Savior of mankind, God incarnate, knows your name. Jesus Christ knows your name. You bask in God's grace. This is personal, isn't it? Jesus desires a passionate relationship with you. And for those he knows, he calls the children of God adopted into the family of God. I'm going to ask you all to please indulge me for a short metaphor. I want you to close your eyes and just imagine that you are traveling to Austin, going to go, go visit the Capitol building. And I'm not being political here, by the way. And as you're touring the Capitol building with your family, out of nowhere, the governor rushes out to you and joyously yelling your name as he comes out, proclaims to all present, I heard you were coming, and I am so glad you're here. I prepared a banquet in your honor. You're welcome here, as if this is your home. Come join me. Now you can open your eye now. You would feel honored, wouldn't you? I mean... That'd be pretty impressive. Maybe a little bit overwhelmed. But this is what Jesus has promised for you, his beloved bride, 
a child of God. When you see him one day, you will hear your name lovingly spoken from our Lord's lips. And you will know you are home. You will know peace. Now, as with all relationships, maintenance is required. Now, I've been married for 40 years. Most of the maintenance is on my wife's half of things, but maintenance is required. By the way, I saw a lot of wives turn their heads, I'm just saying. I want to point out, this is not a works thing. You're not earning the grace of God. But you can't show up to church once a year and expect everybody to know your name. Ever wonder what St. James meant by faith without works is dead? So if you care for someone and you desire a relationship, don't you want to spend time with them? You want to know them. And you pursue getting to know them better actively. Just like your relationship with your friends and families in and out of church, without constant contact, our relationships tend to wane, don't they? I'm sure no one here wants any of our relationships, especially our relationship with Jesus, to become distant. Now, um, looking back, I have to be honest, I can only remember the name of two of the people who were groomsmen at my wedding. Now, we got good news. At the first of our service every week, Jesus tells us directly how to have a relationship with him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. I shortened it a little bit. There were two things we're directed to do. Love God and love your fellow man. To love God is to love Jesus. When we bask in God's grace, we should be so overwhelmed that our hearts just leap out of our chest in response to God's love. When we know him, he will know you. He will know your name. For Jesus to know you, you have to follow him, talk to him, worship him. To follow Jesus, kind of expected to follow his teachings. Not just acknowledge he exists, but follow what he tells us. Talk to God often in prayer. By the way, leave the, I can handle it myself at the altar today. Because no, you can't. We need to be in his word, in action, and in spirit. We need to seek his guidance in all that we do. At work, at home, when things are good, when things are bad. Talk to God and seek his will. Worship him. Come to church to the sole purpose of joyously joining the other believers in the worship of our God. Jesus wants to passionately have a close relationship with you. He wants to always know your name. So lastly, love your fellow man. For those in Christ with you, greet them as if they were your family. Because they are. Look around today. 
Who have you not met and expressed your love to today? Are you passionate about loving your fellow man? Are you as passionate as Jesus is about loving you? Kind of what he asked. Are you the light of Christ to all that you meet? Our epistle talked about not being a stumbling block. Do you outwardly show love to everybody? Your witness should be to show love. Now, when I mention toxic people we have a relationship with, I can almost guarantee there's one person that popped into your head. No shouting names, by the way, especially if they're here. But this does not mean that you have to accept their worldly delusions, that you have to accept their chosen sin or their bad behavior, but you have to love them through your actions and words. You have to show your passionate love for Jesus in your actions. Perhaps this is the time to be Christ, not only to those you love, but to those you avoid. Bringing the good word of the gospel through your actions, if not your words. Now, I am I, I'm humbled by many here today whose walk is in the light of Christ to many. And I believe they would be the first people here to say that they are sinners saved by the grace of God. In closing, I ask, I ask you a couple things. Ask Jesus to be your Lord if you haven't already. And all of us should be freely confessing our sins to Jesus and asking for forgiveness. Then accept the grace of God and worship God in fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ, in his peace. Jesus will know your name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.